following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Stories from the Sidelines. I'm Coach Larry. With me, as always, Matt Keogh. Matt, uh, coming in hot. You, to, you already said you're coming in yeah. hot with something. So, what do you got? I went to I went to Duncan. I went to Tim Hortons on my way here to you know get a. I I, I don't drink coffee most of the time, but every once in a while I splurge. So I went and I got an everything bagel and I got coffee on my way in this morning. And at the drive-through, there's a sign resting against a tree, and it's an advertisement for a gym. <laughs> advertisement for a gym? Yeah, like a workout gym. Well, you know, after you eat the donut, you gotta, you gotta like, exercise off the donut. I was like, all right, that's good advertising. That's good advertising. And I was like, okay, I get it. And I'm driving here, and I see a man walking his dog. Except he's not walking his dog. He's holding his oh, dog and walking. That's... <laughs> and I was like, I don't get that one. I get the I get the advertisement, but I don't get, I don't get the dog being carried on a walk. And the dog had a leash on, but he's just holding it. Was it like one of those uh, Paris Hilton dogs, like that you can kind of put in your purse? No, like I'd say it's like a medium that? size. The only <laughs> I've seen that happen a lot of times. Especially around Clarence. The only time I would say that's acceptable is, like, if you're walking and your dog is just, like, either A, gets hurt, or is, like, B, like, you're literally dragging it. It's like, all right, you're, you know, we went on, like, a 10-mile walk or something. Yeah. Here, let me carry you the rest of the way. But are you kidding me? Like, really? Just, just, just pick up your, I would never do that. Like, and I had a, I had a wiener dog. (laughs) I never picked it up. I always feel bad for, like, the weeder dogs. It seems like they're just, like, basically dragging all their junk and everything, like, right along the ground. Like, no? They are, they are super low to the ground. Well, if you look at the way they're bought, do you know, like, how, like, have you ever looked at their profile? It's, like, they have a very barreled chest. And yeah. And then it kind of, like, swoops up. And I had a female dog, so I didn't have to worry about anything, like, dragon. What even looks like, even just, like, their stomachs look like they're dragging. Yeah, I mean... It depends on how small we're talking. Like, they're long, but they're not. It's not. If it's a fat dog, yeah, yeah. But if if it's a relatively healthy dog, they're pretty lean. It's not. It's not that big of a problem. I figure that. Do they? I could see them losing like energy quick, like not being a very. Uh, uh, what's the word? Not being a very active dog. No, that is a lie. Really? Oh yeah. And they're like. Well, think about it. They're bred to. Um, they're a hunting dog. They're bred yeah, that way to, to go true. through like uh, burrows and stuff. So no, they love to run around. They love to jump off of things. They like to bury themselves. They like to bark. They're a very energetic dog. Okay. Oh yeah. Like they're. Well, think about it. Like you think of a chihuahua. Chihuahuas are like on some sort of like stimulant all the time. Yeah. They're. Yeah, I, f- I feel like smaller dogs tend to be more 
rambunctious. True. But then you got like smaller dogs like uh the bulldogs and pugs and all that, where they tend to be very like like low key. Low That's because dogs. they're like so inbred and like bred that, that is like true. that they're I feel like they are I, I say this. Bulldogs Bulldogs are so expensive. They're so expensive, and you, not only just to buy, but they're expensive for upkeep. Yeah. You, they are uh, – and I loved – I don't know if you remember the old school wrestlers, the British Bulldogs yeah. tag team. I loved um, the Bulldog that they brought out, Matilda, um, that they would bring out to the ring. I From then on, I mean, I was hooked. I always wanted a Bulldog, always wanted a Bulldog. But, yeah, they are – a like even just to get like a if you're getting a purebred bulldog you're talking like twenty five three thousand yeah yeah it's rough um and but not only that they are one of the worst breeds to get because they're constantly they've got like joint pain they've mm-hmm. got like arthritis mm-hmm. they have um, just all kinds of medical issues it's bad it's because they're so crossbred it's, yeah and same thing with pugs I mean pugs. Pugs, I feel like, are even worse. Yeah, and like you know, they're breathing and stuff like that. I, well, that's because they're. So, that's probably why because they can't breathe properly. Yeah, because their face is so smushed. What is a pug crossbred? Is that is that a bulldog and I know Pekinese? I know I know pugs are like I think pugs came from China. I believe. Don't quote me on that. But they're, like, are they a purebred though, or are they like a, um, a crossbreed pugs? Well, so there's a there's pugs. And there's puggles. The hell is a puggle? Beagle and a pug. <laughs> Have you ever seen a picture of a puggle? I don't think I've seen. Oh, okay. That's a puggle. And then um, just straight up pugs. Uh, yeah, but a puggle that... is small. Pugs, oh, okay. pugs are smaller than a puggle. Um the pug breed is dog is from China. Um, let's see the Wikipedia page because you're asking what they're bred with. Yeah, well, are they a crossbred? Is it like a like a golden doodle, like a or a what? Uh, you know, something like what do they call them? Uh, I guess crossbreed dogs. There's there's a word for them, but I can't think of it. Okay. Design designer dogs. Des- oh, like okay, yeah, yeah, I got what you're saying. Um. Or, I mean, okay, so pugs have been around for a long time. Okay. Like, there's pictures of pugs from 1745. Wow, they've been that, around that long? It says pugs were brought from China to Europe in the 16th century. Um, okay, s- so they are more of a purebreed dog. Though. Yeah, so similar dogs were popular in imperial court during the Song Dynasty. Um I don't know. Yeah, they're they're royally. So I feel like they've been around for a long time. Yeah. Um, if you're talking back that far, it's not like the the labradoodles that were came around what in the nineties, eighties, nineties. They okay. So the breeding of pugs led to shorter muzzles. So original pugs had a long kind of had a like their nose actually stuck out more. Yeah. Compared to what they look like today. Well, that's why it's funny that people say, like, you know, I want a pure breed. I want a pure breed. I want a pure breed. They're the best dogs. 
Yeah. In a lot of cases, they're not because they are inbred over mm-hmm. and over, like the same bloodline, the same generation. It's that's where you get a lot of the um, defects. Yeah, I guess the birth defects. But like, so well, here's my dog was a purebred, long-haired English cream, go, uh golden or english cream golden whatever you want to call it um golden doodle no dachshund dachshund Dachshund. i also had a i also had a um a cockapoo for a little bit that was a cocker i I heard you you know if you take some tums with that that'll get rid of the cockapoo (laughs) over there (laughs) no (laughs) what the hell is a cockapoo it's a cocker spaniel mixed with a poodle that's gotta be (laughs) you've never seen a cockapoo no so yeah, I dropped a cockapoo off last night. <laughs> um, this is that's what a cockapoo looks like. Oh, I always thought though it kind of looks like a little Karen Terrier, like a little ter- Boston Terrier. Yeah, that's that's a cockapoo. Oh, okay, a cute yeah. dog. Yeah, no. Um, so, but my 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 um, dachshund was a purebred. And so, you know, like we're talking about health problems. Bigger dogs usually tend to have like joint problems because they're bigger and stuff like that. Smaller dogs have a longer lifespan, but because of dachshunds, they have a long back. So they have back issues, right? Yeah. Especially if you have them jump down from stuff. And a lot of problems come from like them jumping from higher places. Their spine kind of compresses and it gives them health problems later in life. Well, my dog of six years old... One day we woke up, you know, regular day, took him out, went to the bathroom, blah, 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 every day. At the end of the night, put her in her kennel, woke up the next morning, opened up the door, paralyzed from the waist down. Mm. And I fa- we found out, like, we were like, what is this? It is a, it is a, like a genetic 1% birth defect in these breeds of dogs where just like that, they can get paralyzed. They from the fine, 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 boom, gone. Yeah, from the from the waist down, so she could like, so she could crawl. Oh, she didn't. Well, I mean, well, at, at that point, no. But like, she couldn't. But that's the thing. She couldn't walk. She couldn't go to the bathroom. Like, she couldn't control that. She didn't eat. We put her down like a week later. Yeah, it's. But like, out of nowhere, one day she was fine. The next day, completely paralyzed. That's heartbreaking. Like it's, that's that's heartbreaking. Which is so weird. Which which really kind of messed me up, and I really don't like the idea of getting small dogs like that. See, I always I don't like the really small dogs, but I also don't like the really huge dogs. Like I, I'm more of like a medium. Like we've got uh, we've got a golden doodle, but it's a, a golden doodle that's on the smaller side. Okay, it's not like a mini doodle, but it's on it's on the smaller side. In fact, it was she was the runt of the litter. Um, when Vicky got her, Vicky got her before, uh, a year before, um, we met or a few months before we met, but, um, and then we've got a, a boxer, a boxer mix again, I'm smaller than Bella, a little on the smaller side too. Um, and they're, I love that size cause they're not, I mean, Bella's a jumper, so she'll jump on you, but she's not like knocking you down when yeah. she jumps on you. They're not like, uh, you know, eating, like, going through, like, a bag of dog food a day. I mean, it's, I, I don't know. And they're also, they're big enough where you can still 
you can play with them. You yeah. Can, you know, wrestle around with them. You can goof around with them. It depends on, like, also, like, your size, too. Like, if you're on the – like, I want a bigger dog. Like, I, do you consider Golden Retriever a big dog? Um, They can get pretty they big. They can get pretty big. Again, all sides. Like I said, Golden Doodles can get pretty big, but Bella's right. Bella's on this. I think she's – she just went to the vet. What, I want to like say 60? she's, like – Yeah, like – 60 pounds? 62, 63, something like that. It's not bad. No. No. Even Bailey. Bailey's down to about, uh, she's about the same, 65, 6. Okay. Yeah, that's not bad. So. Yeah. I'd say there. I'd say anything over like, I'd say anything over like, if you start getting into like 80, 85, 90 pounds, I I would say is like a big dog. Okay. I want a big dog. I'm a big guy. Not huge. But you know, I want a big dog. I I I really like that because I want something I can like really like kind of like wrestle with. And, yeah, like, something big. Um, and but you know, on this on the other side, my girlfriend is five three. <laughs> uh, yeah, five three one fifteen. You know, autom- like a, a dachshund for her is a good size because she can't walk a dog that like I could walk. Oh, yeah. Because she'd get dragged. I was going to say, they'd have to be trained really well. I mean, even that's the one thing with with Bella. She'll drag you the entire time. Like, you're not taking her for a walk. She's taking you for a walk. Yep. Um, Bailey, though, on the other hand, Bailey will be right by your side. The only time that Bailey ever, like, if we're walking around our neighborhood taking her for a walk, if any other dog or if anybody comes by, she'll... I don't know if it's just because it's in our neighborhood and she thinks like, hey, this is all of this is mine. Yeah. But she'll get super like like she'll bark, she'll pull, she'll like kind of get away, get yeah. away. Like um super, super defensive. But um no, Bailey will just she'll be like, Hey, I want to go over there and she'll like she'll drag you over there. Yep. Yeah. I I yes, I am this person. Out of my career of living and and because it is a career living is a career let's be honest uh, yeah. out of my career of living and the the amount of cats that i've had i've had one two three four five six seven eight like eight or nine cats in my life all right two cats just two i have put on a leash and let go outside you put a cat on a leash mm-hmm. and here's the thing so you actually had to walk the cat I well, I was going to get to that point. With my dog, yeah, I'd put her on a leash. I'd take her to the, the soccer fields. I'd t- I didn't... I'll tie it like around a tree or whatever. <laughs> used to tie her around the soccer post of oh, the Jesus net. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but anyways, well, because I would kick the ball like into like the box and then she'd run and get it. And it was like one of those like extended leashes. Yeah. But um, anyway, so like, you know, walk the dog. Cat's a little different. Put the leash tied around like a log or like a tree, and cats will walk out and just they just eat grass and they lay in the ground. So yeah, I was gonna, most of them won't go all that far. It is great. Like my one cat, her name was Kitty. I didn't. Know oh, we her. had a cat named Kitty too. Like she was, she one time she got loose from her previous owners when they were living on the east side of Buffalo, and she survived out there for a week and then just showed back up one day. Oh, so Kitty's like a street cat. She can hold her own. <laughs> Kitty Kitty was gangster. And 
So she would go outside. Like, that was a thing. Like, we did not worry. We let her out. She would just walk around the property, find, like, some shade, sit there, and then just walk around. I feel like with a dog, sometimes, unless they're super, super trained, you have to be careful because if they see something, they might dart. And that's how Bella would be. And it's it's funny because I remember one. This was this was either my first or second Christmas um, with Vicky. The one Christmas she got out, like uh, I think it was Christmas Eve. No, it was Christmas Day. She got out of the house, so she's in um, in the middle of the road or like running across the neighborhood, and we're chasing her. And she's like, she's like, comes near us, comes near us. It's almost like here, I'm right here, I'm right yeah. here. Come get me, come get me, and then we'll go and like, nope. Not going to get me. Yep. And it's it had to have been funny as hell for our neighbors because you have me, Vicky, and then Sarah, too. We're all in, like, our, our Christmas pajamas and this and that. And we're – I think it was a day where we had gotten a ton of snow, and we're chasing our dog or, like, trying to surround our dog, yeah. and she is clearly outsmarting us in every single capacity. And we're doing the whole, like, here, we got a treat. We got a treat. She's like – Nah, I'm that no, nah, I'm too smart for that. That's Bush League. It took us probably like a good 15, 20 minutes just to get her back in the house that Okay. Day. Okay. Yeah, I mean dogs are dogs are you know, gonna be dogs and stuff like that. And you just have to be careful of them like darting out. And it's funny because we were so concerned with our dog like getting out, but my cat, because I had a dog and a cat together. Yeah, so did we. But I had a cat that was older than the dog. I was going to say, so the cat was there first. Then, uh, Correct. Now, w- that was how it was ours. With Kitty, Kitty was there before Bella, and Kitty ruled the roost. Yeah. Like, Kitty was a fat cat. Like, she was, she was like, a fat. Like, she was borderline a small dog. <laughs> um, but anytime, there'd be times, Bella in particular, Bella was scared to death. Like, there'd be times where you would hear Bella whining on top of the stairs because she'd want to come down. But Kitty was on the stairs, and she was going nowhere near the cat. Yeah. There'd be times where Kitty would literally, like, just walk by Bella. Bella would just be chilling there. Kitty would walk by, look at her, smack her with her paw, and then just keep walking. Almost like to just keep her in line. Be like, come here. I'm the boss. Yeah. And just, like, like, just keep walking. That's the thing I've heard. Like, you either have to get a dog and a cat together... So they grow up with each other, or you have to get a cat first and then a dog because then the cat can put the dog in its place. And she did. Well, like, and that's the thing. Like, my cat, when we got our dog, my cat was, like, 15 years old, like, fully clawed, was an outdoor cat, outdoor indoor cat, did not, like, the first couple of months and stuff, the dog would go, like, Sophie would go up and sniff him, and he would, like, he would claw her to the face. And, like, you know, my stepmom would freak out and all that stuff. And we're like, listen, like, she'll learn not to do that. That's how they learn. And then at the end of, like, at the end of Sophie's life, we got to the point where we'd be like, hey, like, go check outside. Like, is the cat here? And she would run up to the back door and bark because she he was there. And we'd open up the door and he would make the line, like, he would make the walk from the door to the to the basement while she's like hopping on him, he does not break stride. <laughs> cause my dog was bigger. My cat was bigger than my dog. Okay. Like, cause think about it. It's a, it's a dachshund. My cat was a fluffy tomcat. Yeah. 
like he like he could sit on her and he'd be she'd be gone. He wasn't fat. He was just big. So he would sit there, she'd be like nudging him and stuff. He doesn't bother. And he does he just sits there and waits. And then like, you know, but on the other hand, sometimes like he'd be sleeping and she'd come up and like sit next to him and sleep and as long as she wasn't bothering him, they'd be fine. Okay. But my 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 girlfriend's never had a cat before, so she's like, you know, she has like that thought process that a lot of dog people have that like cats and dogs don't get along. They get along. They it, like any animal can get along with another one as long as, like, you know, it's not predator versus prey. Yeah. Now, the, it's it's funny that you might, because when we got Bailey into the picture, um, she was a rescue. Bella was already in the house. Um, I think Bailey's, like, three years younger than Bella. But anyways, Kitty was still there. And Kitty tried to do the same thing to Bailey, like, to get her in line or whatever, and Bailey wasn't having any of it. <laughs> Bailey wouldn't Bailey wouldn't like attack Kitty. She wouldn't like jump on her or anything, but she Kitty wouldn't couldn't boss her around. And yeah. like Bailey would just kind of like I think she thought she was a small dog at that point. Like she would try to play with her. Like she might you know, she would, you know, sometimes she'd like put the paws on Kitty on Kitty or whatever, who Kitty would, you know, try to swat her away. But Bailey would be like, all right, cool, let's play. Whereas Bella would be like, dude, she's crazy. Like, get away from her. Like, she's going to mess you up. (laughs) So I think that always – Kitty passed away uh, a couple years ago, but I think that always annoyed Kitty that she could never put Bailey Mm -hmm. in her place. Like, she put Bella in her place. Oh, yeah. Oh, and it's like – well, it's like the same thing, too. I don't know if it's the same thing with dogs, but, like, I had – at my mom's house, I just had three – I had three cats – and like it, like went in like a pecking order. Like the oldest would put everybody else in their place, and you know my one cat, kitty, kitty, my kitty did not like my my second cat, which was a male. I had two females and a male, and she did not like him. That's what I've heard. I've heard if cats don't like each other, like get ready, it's 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 gonna be on. But here's the thing: we all got them as kittens, except for Kitty. So Kitty was the first one there. Then I got my second one. He was a he was a kitten, so we introduced them early. He thought that she was his mother. Okay, she, which is what you want, right? She wanted nothing to do with him. Ooh. So, which is what you don't want. He she would hiss at him, and he would try to love her, but. <laughs> Was also afraid of him, her. So, like, the entire time of their life, of, like, Kitty's life, she would have nothing to do with him, and all he wanted was love from her. (laughs) But never challenged her, because, like, he saw her as his mother. And then my third cat was a female, and understood this cat was ruler, this one's the middle, and then there's her, but Kitty, again, we we introduced them as kittens. Kitty taught her how to hiss, because then we taught. Then I introduced my second cat to my cat that I have now, when she was a kitten, and he wanted to play with her. This this male cat was not like most male cats. He was a very stupid cat. Like he didn't understand roles, I guess, because all he wanted to do was play and be loved. So he wanted to play with my little cat, my my littlest, and the first thing she did was bat at him and hiss, just like Kitty did to her. (laughs) 
So not only it's like the abuse leads to abuse. So not only did he never get neglect, he got neglected from his mother. He also got harassed by his little cat, the little sibling of the three. Both females ganged up on this cat, and all he wanted was love. Damn, I know. That's like it's so weird. Wow, that's like the Cinderella of cats. Like just getting. Like a, a stepmother that doesn't like you, stepsisters that yeah, didn't like you. Just wanted some loving and did not understand what was going on most of the time. <laughs> that cat needs therapy. But like, I don't understand. Yeah, like he was like, it was, but you know, towards the end of his life, him and the cat that I have now, you know, as much as she put him in her his place, surprisingly, um, you know, they're buddies, I guess, but. I also had one cat that used to climb to a tree. This I caught her in a raccoon trap. She was feral. Ooh. Hardcore. So I got most most of my cats were all feral, but I got them when they were young enough that they weren't like turned yet. Yeah, they weren't like this yeah. one was feral because I caught it in a raccoon trap and it was acting like a wild animal getting caught. So we got her around Christmas time. So of course, what does a feral cat do? Oh yeah. So we were decorating our fake Christmas tree. I'm I'm guessing brought like a lot of dead birds as presents. No, she never went outside. But the thing was, she had flexible shoulder blades, so she'd go like this. Ooh. So she could lay prone and like crawl under these areas and just lay like this. But we were decorating our Christmas tree, and all of a sudden I see like this like sagging part, and I open it up, and she's like full blown like a bat. In- <laughs> like a bat in there. She didn't last long. <laughs> she she was a beautiful cat, but she did not she didn't understand roles. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but like it was funny because people were like, Oh, where'd you, you got another cat? Where'd you get it? And I was like, I caught it outside with a raccoon trap. <laughs> like she's loco. <laughs> They're all they are all like hardcore. Um which I'll never spend money on a cat. Like, I'll never buy, like, a purebred cat. <sighs> I tell you, after Bailey was a rescue, after I... It's much easier and funner. I just, I don't think I'd ever... I, I, I like the rescue. Don't get me wrong. I love I love Bella. Um, like I said, Bella bought, uh, or as Vicky bought Bella before. Um, How much was Bella? A couple hundred? I, she went, I know she went to Ohio to get her. Um, I don't know exactly. I want to say, like, probably five, six, seven... Hundred, maybe a maybe a grand. I don't know, um, but I th- I think it, at max it'd be a grand. But um, not that I don't love Bella, or whatever. But I don't know. With just rescues, it just seems. I want to say it seems like more noble of a cause. Like if it's just you know the dog was on hard times kind of you know deal. Um, ours was a rescue from West Virginia. Um, they did Bailey did. Uh, you know, with the, you know, with the, the did some time. Bailey did some time. I think I personally think she was like a wanderer. Like she, she was on the streets for a little bit. That's where they picked her up. She was, I think, seven, six, six months old when we got her. You know where the the pumpkin farm is in Clarence? Yeah, I live right by it. Yeah, that's they had like a rescue event there, and that's where we that's oh, where we saw her. her. Nice. So yeah, my cats were found. On the side of the road. One was found in my backyard. Two of them were found in my backyard. One was found in a box. And then... But here's the thing. Like, the thing was, is, like, my girlfriend's, like, only had, like, uh, dachshunds and stuff. 
and most of them are, are rescues. They had one that had glaucoma, so they don't have eyes anymore. One is epileptic, so it has seizures. Uh, one was bow-legged, and you know, one was a puppy mill dog, and Ooh. um, so all this stuff. But she's like, I want another dachshund. I'm like, okay. So jokingly, I was asking her. I was like, one of the dream dogs I've always wanted is like two, three grand. And I was jokingly, I was like, would you let me spend two or three grand to get a dog? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, what about a cat? She's like, no. And I was like, interesting. I was like, but I want like an SPCA cat. Like that's where I got my one cat. Just get a kitten. Yeah. Granted, you, well, don't, you can get the little rescue kittens. You don't. You don't know what you're getting. Yeah, but I feel like if they're a rescue kitten, like if they're young enough, I figure you can still kind of almost like a dog. Yeah. Like it'd be tough to get, and there, there's a ton of dogs out there that are like you said that are like seven, eight years old that have been abused, yeah. that have been malnourished. But I feel like those are. Those would be good dogs to rescue, but they're also heartbreaking because you figure even if they're seven years old, I mean, it it sucks to say, but you're getting them for what, maybe two years, three years? Yeah. I mean, um, you could be a foster home, like a person that like fosters animals. I thought about that. That'd be, That'd I be couldn't do that. I'd get too attached too quick. Yeah. Like if I had a dog, like even with Bailey when we brought her in, like I got attached, like quick like we we had her in we had her in her we tried to crate her early on it she wasn't having anything but she's like she'd be in her crate and i'd be like sleeping next to her because she'd like on the floor because she'd be like you know the first couple days she was whining and so i just sat like slept next to her just to get her to calm down and relax if i fostered a dog i'd be like i i wouldn't be able to let them go like if if they stayed with us for a month two months three months I'd be like, no, that's that's my dog. Like, yeah, people would be coming in, but like, I'd be talking them out of it. I'd be like, no, 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 she goes all over the place. She she's not potty trained. Yeah. Like, no, get away, get out, get out here. See the cat or the dog? They died. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> nope, don't live here anymore. See ya. Well, that my dad did that to me twice. One time he got a dog. Actually, no, he did this to me three times. One day he was picking me up from middle school. And I said, why is there a towel in the back of the car? And he said, I had to take my cat at that time. He had to take him to the vet to go get something done. I'm like, okay. And I come home, and there's a Pomeranian just sitting there. I was like, what the hell is this? And they're like, I got a dog. I was like, why? And it was like a six-year-old Pomeranian named Gigi. And that dog was a bitch. (laughs) She did not like as most dogs are. Did not like anybody but my dad. Gigi lasted three days, and then my dad gave her back. Okay. Oh damn! Fast forward my sophomore year of high school. I'm sitting at home during Christmas break, and my dad says, "I have a project for you." And I said, "What is that?" And he said, "Here." And he gave me another dog, an abused dog, and said, "We." are going to rehabilitate this dog, meaning I was going to rehabilitate this dog. It did not eat from people. It did not go outside. It did not walk, really. I got it to eat and go outside and go to the bathroom in a week. And then my dog gave it back. My dad gave it back. What the hell? And then... What were the reasons? Like, he just got... I don't know. Tired of it? I don't... Yeah. And then... 
and then you know and th- during that time that's when i had a dog like my dog sophie but during the winters my stepmom's parents would drive to florida so you know we just let the dog go to florida my dog used to travel to florida over the winter have a good life um anyway so that's when sophie was in florida and i was like how is this gonna work when sophie gets back let alone my cat you know because <laughs> my cat puts up with one dog not two <laughs> um so then after sophie died this is maybe a week before the shutdown of the pandemic which is very ironic, by the way, afterwards I think about it. So we're sitting there, and my dad's like, I have a surprise for you. I was like, oh, my gosh, what? <laughs> at, at, at this point, I, I, don't, I don't like when he talks to me about stuff like this. And I show up, and they have a puppy. And it is – it was a cute dog. It was like one of those, like, shepherd dog mixes. It was really cute. I think I have a picture of it. But anyways, I was like, what is this? And he was like, it's a dog. And I'm like, I know that. Um, why do you have it? And he's like, we're going to – we wanted another dog. So I'm like, okay. So we all get together at the house, and it's like the first time meeting it. We're like, oh, my gosh. Like, I'm holding it. It's super cute. And during that time, I was going through a really rough period of my life. So I was like, you know – Getting, like, another animal that I could, like, kind of, like, bond with and stuff really could help me out. So I was, like, really for it, and I got it, and, like, I was – like, I even have a video of me, like, introducing the dog to my cat. Yeah. And and the cat, you know, he was very good about it. He was old at that point. So we're – I'm holding him, super excited, stuff like that. And then, I don't know, like, three – Three days later, or like right, right, right before the shutdown, my dad's like, yeah, so we're giving the dog back. <laughs> like, Why? Why are you doing this? And he was just like, it just kept on crying through the night and like. Like, it's a puppy. What do you expect? Oh, I'm aware. And then he was just like, yeah, it's just like, it's a lot more work than we thought it would be. It's like, what if, What did you think before you got a puppy that it was going to, because he. He was just like, I figured we'd just give it some puppet chow and, you know, kind of do the rest. He straight up said, he was like, I thought it would be like our old dog. I'm like, Dad, Sophie was six when she died. Like, she was, like, kind of bred and, like, trained to be the way she was. Not, like, just, like, straight out. And he was like, yeah. He's like, we really didn't think that one through. And I was like, <laughs> clearly you didn't think that one through. So I kind of, here's a video of it meeting my my cat. I'm holding it, the dog. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cute looking dog. I was going to say, that is a cute dog. And, the do- and, and you know, my cat was really good with it. The dog was more afraid of the cat. But, and then I was just like, I was so pissed. So... Anytime my dad's like, yeah, I want a dog, I'm just like, I don't care. Like, no. So he's, yeah, he, uh, I guess for lack of a better term, he he tends to be a foster person for a dog for a couple days, and then he gets bored with it. (laughs) He's an unintentional foster parent. Oh, my gosh. It is so bad. And even Mike, he jokes around and says, like, I want another dog. And my stepmom's like, I don't. And I was like, that won't work. He will just show up with one if you (laughs) – He's every dog he got except for that last one. He didn't tell my stepmom about until she came home, and the dog was there. See, I was worried because before we got Bailey, um, 
Vicky was or Vicky was like, you know, we need another dog. Bella needs a playmate. Bella needs a playmate. I'm like, she's fine. She's two, three years old now. She does. We we play around with her. We take her for walks. She's fine. So of course it would. Then it would start with the well. What do you think about this? And it was. It's you know, show like pictures, yep. shen pictures. Well, look, this dog. Well, and then it was, you know, we'd go to uh, the pet smart places or whatever. Like, oh, look at the dog. Just want to like, look. You, like we're just looking. You know, like, no, even the one with the uh, the rescue event. Well, let's just go. Let's just go see. Let's just go. Like, I really don't want a second dog, but. Of course, we saw Bailey, and of course, you know, I'm a sucker, and it just, you know, it just clicked. Yeah. So, but no, it, my, I've, I've learned a long time ago that I might be able to delay Vicky from doing or getting stuff that she wants. Not like, she's not, she's very good with money. She's not like a shopaholic. She doesn't, you know, all of a sudden come home with like $300 worth of yeah. whatever junk that we don't need. Right. She's very good with money, but if she'll say like, well, what do you think about going on? Why, how about we go on vacation or what do we? I'm, I'm like, okay, I can delay this for maybe like a few weeks, yep. maybe a month, but you might as well just it, just sit back because we're going on vacation somewhere or we're getting an upgrade in the kitchen somewhere or we're doing some renovation work <clears throat> somewhere. Where's the house? I sold it. <laughs> Why? Because, <laughs> like, that's that's a that's a legit worry with people who are like that. You know, who who first they kind of send out feelers to see how everybody else around them would feel, and most of the time the feelers are honest and they're like no, and then they take those those the data they receive from these feelers and then they throw it out the window <laughs> and then they just do what they want anyways for certain things yeah she'll look you like you know i'm i'm going to get like okay okay yeah. the good thing with her though is if it is something big like she'll sit down and listen she'll be like okay all right yeah you're right oh my dad's not like that yeah so but when it's something that she really like has her heart set on Again, she won't pull the trigger until like she does get the okay for me. Yeah. But at the same time, it's she's gonna you know, when it's something that it's important to her, she's gonna get what she wants. You know, I realistically, like, you know, most people who have that like are like, Oh yeah, I wanna do this. And granted it's like kinda it comes out of the blue, but it's nothing like crazy it's it's still like something logical that's yeah and that's how she is she wouldn't be like oh i'm getting a brand new car like now right but like right. Oh, wait we got like two cars we don't there's two of us we don't need a third right well like and my problem is and i've actually been working on this i have a tendency to be impulsive and they're not they're not regular impulses like i have the imp like my girlfriend is straight up worried that one day I'll show up with a duck because I want a pet <laughs> duck and I know where to get it and I know how much they cost. And like most people don't worry if their significant other is going to purchase a duck. <laughs> I want one and I'm like, I'm going to keep it and I'm going to name it Quackers and I'm going to put it in the bathtub. And oh, gonna... I figure if you get a duck, you got to name it Daffy. No, that's too, that's, that's, that's cliche. Um, but, 
or or um you know something like it's coming from the guy who likes Burger King, but I love Burger King. <laughs> Hate Burger I, King. I don't care. I don't care what you think, but I love it. <laughs> but yeah, like you know, I want a duck. Only fifteen dollars at Tractor Supply Company, by the way. Um, I feel like you need a lot of land though for a duck. You got to have them outside, and they just kind of wander. You don't need two acres of property. For I'm not it. saying a lot, but you can't have. You've got to have it like at least a decent sized backyard for a duck. Well, yeah, they're gonna want to like. Plus, I'm assuming you're gonna want to swim, so you got to have some kind of like kiddie pool. Yeah, but that's not. That's like. When they get bigger, they're not going to be able to just chill around in a kiddie pool. How big do you think ducks get? They get decent size. Probably like the size of a laptop, at least. Anyways. <laughs> I want a duck. Or one of my biggest things, I want a aquarium. Like, because my grandfather was really into fish and stuff. And breeding fish for pet shops. So, like, he'd breed, like, angelfish, for example, and then sell them. Um, and then my mom did the same thing and side note real quick, angelfish are extremely aggressive fish. Yeah. Like they are very territorial with other angelfish. Well, yeah, that's why if you look at pet shops, they don't, it's not like goldfish or other fish where they're all in one tank. Like they're usually by themselves. Yeah. I used, I grew up watching angelfish kill each other. Oh Um, yeah. Um, but anyways, there's like a coffee table that's an aquarium. Like, it's a legit coffee yeah. table, but it's also an aquarium. And I wanted to, like, put some exotic fish, like the lionfish and stuff like that. See, that'd be cool. Right? But be cool. no. Like, that's a bad idea, apparently. I, th- I would think, though, that that could get a little messy at times when you have to feed them. Why? Well, if I'm assuming you got to, there's got to be some kind of lid or whatever that you're lifting up. And, you know, if the the fish food or whatever can kind of get like on that lid or it kind of like fish food kind of stinks after a while. I'm used to it. Yeah. I mean, or I could get a piranha too. My grandfather had one. Yeah, but you can't put other fish in there with it. You can put other piranha, I think, but piranhas piranhas only eat when they're hungry. They don't eat just to (laughs) eat. Like that was the thing. Like I was, I, was, I could just see another fish chilling with the piranha, but like, dude, are you are you hungry? Like, <laughs> I I can go get you something. Are, are are you good? You're not gonna eat me, right? You're good. You're good. You're good. Like, I asked my grandfather later because like he only had the piranha when I was like young. He had it at ground level though. Like, what the, do you mean? The tank was at ground level, so you could like literally walk into a piranha tank. Well. Like so, like he had like when you walked downstairs. So you walked downstairs in their basement. They're, they they lived in a ranch in Maryland, but you went downstairs in their basement and make a right, and there was a, a fish stand here with one tank, two tank on the bottom. The bottom one right here was where the piranha was. And think about it: you're a five year old kid. That's like right at your yeah. You're at that level. Then like you know, here's a huge fish tank. Two more. This one had seahorses. You go around angelfish, like carp and other stuff over Damn. here. Then you went into the other area. He had fish that created electric currents swimming backwards. What, like eels? Eels, but they're like, instead of like, they could only swim backwards. 
and they create electric currents. What? Okay. Like, so, you know, but uh, where was it getting at here? Oh, yeah. So I asked my grandfather, I was like, what, what, why did you have the piranha so low that, like, you know, your grandkids could just, like, you know, dunk? And he was like, oh, they don't eat unless they're hungry. And I was like, how do you know that they're hungry? And he was like, I don't. And <laughs> Which goes back to my original question. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I used to just, like, put, like, steaks in there and they'd be gone. <laughs> and then I was like, how do you get rid of it when it died? He was like, I flushed it. <laughs> Jesus. And they lived off of, they they were like on a well system too. And I was just like, where does that fish go? Well, it's still stuck there somewhere. <laughs> how big is your toilet to flush a piranha? Damn, that house must have, or at least the basement must have been huge though to have. It was, it was extensive. Damn. Yeah. Trust me, after he died, cleaning that stuff out. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like, their their water bill must have been, like, <laughs> huge. And um, last thing I'll say about fish, I remember when my fish died. My mom is big on burying pets. I don't know if you're, like, a cremator or what have you, but, you you, you know, you, you yeah. still want something of your pet. Yeah. My mom was big on burying them, so we buried all of our cats. But when my fish died, I was like, I was like, where are we going to bury it? And she's like, I'll take care of it. So then she always would tell me, she, she would always tell me, she's like, your fish is buried under that tree, which is like in our backyard. I'm like, oh, okay. And later on in life, I put two and two together and realized, oh, I understand what she's saying. She flushed it, and that's where the septic that's tank is. That's where the is. septic tank is. <laughs> I was like, oh, I get it now. <laughs> Classy. Uh, speaking of, uh, well, not speaking of, the Sabres still playoff chances, still not mathematically out of it. No, speaking about flushing away our playoff oh, chances. God damn. It, 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 all mean, season long, if yeah. we didn't score... If we didn't score six goals, seven goals, sometimes eight goals, that was the only chance we had to win games because we knew our goaltender was usually giving up like three, four, five, six, seven, ten yep. a night. Yep. You finally had Devin Levi who played outstanding in that Florida game. Only gave up two goals and yep. you scored just one. Yep. In fact, that was the first time all season that they have scored like like below two. Below two. I mean, it's just it's unfortunate. Just man. But well, then, I shouldn't take it back. There were a couple times where they got they got uh, shut out, but but then still, you look at the game that we had last night, and they scored six. It's I don't. I mean. They're still mathematically in. You figured they they're six points out. They yep. still have two games in hand. Let's be honest. They're going to have to win. Win out. Win out and still need some help. Yep. Which wouldn't be a problem except their next three games are against Carolina, yep. New York, yep. and uh, New Jersey. It's you it's, got three playoff teams. Not only that, but arguably. With Carolina, 
the second best, maybe third best team in the NHL right now. Who do you think is going to start net on Saturday? At this point, even though he still gave up six goals in the Detroit game, I I'm I'm riding Levi out. You the rest say of the way. even though it wasn't his fault, his defense is failing him. And when yeah. it, and when push came to shove, when it was just him and a shooter, Levi did exceptionally well. Yeah, like I even though there were six, I was watching this and I was thinking, it was like if UPL was in goal, if Comrie was in goal, like I would feel nervous whenever the puck was going towards the net. With Levi, I don't feel nervous. Well, that's what I'm saying. Just let the kid let the kid have these next six games, these last six games. That would put him on nine games total. Nine games? Yeah. yeah. That put him on nine games to finish the year. Whatever. Let it, let, let's see what the kid has. I know some of these are back-to-back nights, so okay. Maybe you... Uh, put Comrie in Maybe after. you throw Comrie or Anderson. or I don't even know if Anderson's healthy anymore. But uh, and I don't think Anderson's playing again. Let the kid, let the kid show you what he's got. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a tough stretch because I think they've got it's six games in what like eleven days. Yeah, six games in ten days, something ridiculous like that. He's shown flashes of brilliance. Definitely, he played outstanding in that Florida game. He played solid in the Rangers game. I didn't watch. I I just. I'll be honest. I pulled the old man and I just fell asleep. Like before the game, I knew it started at seven. I just, I was exhausted yesterday, but um, I heard the same, basically the same thing. You know, yeah, he gave up six, wasn't awful though, wasn't, didn't play bad. No, he I did f- not. I think the, um, when I was looking up online the other day or even yesterday, it just, most of the comments were, they gave him, people would rate his performance anywhere from like a B to an A. Yeah. Like was still, was still solid. Um, and for him being so young, he does not look intimidated. In no, there. no. Yeah, he's the, actually the youngest goaltender to win a shootout for the Sabers as of today. Yeah, I'd let the kid, let the kid see what you got. I mean, can they still make the playoffs? Yes. Are they going to make the playoffs? Probably not. Probably not. So let the kid show you what he's got for next year. Yeah. Because honestly, if he can get. I think they ride with him next year. I think you give this kid 50 games. I was going to say, year. you don't think they're going to put him down no. to the AHL? No. I think at this point, he's already shown me enough why. Why waste him in Rochester? Yeah. Get the kid up. Unless, now, if he comes up next year and in let's say he gets his first 10 games of the season and he is god-awful. Yeah. And he is just horrendous. He's got like a four or a five goals against average Okay, send him, down. send him down. Send the kid down to Rochester. But looking at the goaltending we had this year, can he be any worse than a, what's our best goaltender, a 3-5, yeah. 3-6? Can he be any worse really than that? If he is, sure, the kid's not ready. He's shell-shocked. Get him out of here. But even if he gives us, at worst, a three goals against average, it's a market improvement than what we've had this year. Yeah, it is. And, you know, I was talking to Steve about this. You know, the Sabres are just fun to watch again. They are. They are. I can't remember the last time, especially this late in the season, where I'm looking at the standings. Yeah. And I'm looking at other teams. Well, Pittsburgh has blah, blah, blah. And it didn't help also last night that Pittsburgh beat the hell out of Minnesota. The Islanders beat the hell out of uh, Tampa Bay. And um, Florida 
beat up Washington or uh, Ottawa pretty easily. So that also didn't help. We didn't gain any ground. It would have been nice even if one of them lost. Yeah. So. You know, but. Which also another thing pissed me off because the Florida game, Pittsburgh lost and the Islanders lost. Like everything that needed to happen that day happened except we didn't friggin' win. Right. It's it is what it is. Even this late in the season, you can just watch the game and be like, "Yeah, we might be out of the playoffs, but I just want to see how they play." Yeah, it's fun. Versus like, "Yeah, we're out of the playoffs, and I really don't care." And that's what I mean. At at Levi, even this year, if we had one of our, if we had our main goaltender who was just a three, just three goals against, we'd be in the playoffs right now. Oh yeah, we'd be in the playoffs right now. Even if you had all right uh, the backup, let's say. Uh, Let's say UPL was the backup and Comrie was the starter. If UPL had his three five goals against, but Comrie had a three, yeah, we'd be in the playoffs. Oh yeah, and the, especially and we'd be pretty solidly in the playoffs. Yeah, with especially with our front line like the Tage, back when Tage Thompson, Tuck, and Skinner were like on fire, and it was good to see Thompson actually score yesterday. It was, and it was I. You know who like really has been sparking my interest? Alex Tuck. Tuck, you watch. He, I think his injury, um, what about a month ago, mm-hmm. was more significant than people thought it was. He is going to be a great player. I think we've got with with Thompson and Tuck. I think we've got our Briere and Jury again. Yeah, I I honestly do. I think he, I'll I'll show my age, and we've got our Mogilny and Lafontaine. Like we've got our pair. Not to say that they'll they'll always be playing together, but I think we've got our two legitimate superstars. Yeah. And on the D line, on the back end, you've got with Power, with Samuelson, with um Darlene, you've got three legitimate top pair defensemen. Yeah, and you know, like that's the thing, like power, then you look up at the front line with like, you know, I was watching the shootout last night. Jack Quinn, holy cow! Jack Quinn is like an exceptional shootout yeah. person because he just has like very good technical skills with his stick. We have a lot of promise on so many different sides of the puck that realistically, I feel like we just need some like a really speedy guy. Yeah, well, this year that's what frustrated me. This year, at some point, they should have. Invested in a goaltender. I mean, I know they it, the offseason they signed Eric Comrie to a two-year deal, whatever they gave him, three-year deal. Very quickly in the year, it he it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. It, it wasn't it. him. It wasn't the guy. You at that point in the year, there were multiple times where your team was scoring. Your team was scoring goals. Your team was getting solid defense. Yep. Your team was, but it wears on any team when you're scoring five goals and you're losing games. Yeah, because your goaltender is giving up. Six, and you're playing pretty solid goaltending. So, who, or it's a pretty solid defense. Sorry, who, who do you think? Who do you think should be like the two next week, next year? <sighs> I've already seen enough for Comrie. I don't need him to be the two unless it turns out where he really was hurt. He really was like, listen, this was a fluke year. Um, so you're saying Anderson? He, Anderson? Anderson? He's, he's old. Yeah. He, he. I don't need him if he wants to come back as a goaltender coach. Yeah, cool. But um, you think I it's think it's going to be, be UPL. I think it's going to be UPL and Levi. Really? I think it's going to be UPL and Levi. Um, I think they're going to find a way to either cut Comrie or um, get rid of him, trade him, 
whatever. Yeah, but who's going to trade for him? I don't want to see them do this three-headed. Now it's even a four-headed. I don't want to see them have three goaltenders no. in a National Hockey League roster. You don't, you don't see, need that. So you don't see them sending Levi down for some progression? I could see them. I wouldn't be. Let's put it this way. I wouldn't be shocked if they did it. I don't think they need to do it. Fair. He's, he's already shown enough where he can be at least a competent goaltender, and we haven't had a competent goaltender in net since Miller. Since Miller, even Olmark, his last year, I wouldn't say Olmark was the all star that he was now, but he was competent. His numbers were. His numbers were high two, low threes. I mean, he didn't have any defense to be helping him. Anyways. No. I thought he got a raw deal. Um, I would have loved to keep him to keep him around. But yeah. I think if you give this, the only other thing I can do, if they're, if they're convinced, and I'm not sure that they're not convinced that UPL is never going to be more than a semi-decent backup, is it time to maybe move him around? Or just, hey, Let's shove UPL down in Rochester. Let's have Levi and Comrie. How long do we have UPL for? He's... We got him on, like, what, a rookie deal still? I don't think he's on his rookie deal. Did we sign him? I thought we did. Maybe. I don't know. But uh, if they don't have to re-sign him, then I'd... Or if they have to re-sign him, at this point, I'd be willing to dump him, pick up somebody like a... There's a couple goaltenders that are out. I'll even bring in Jonathan uh, Jonathan Quick from the Kings. He can still give you 25, 30 games, maybe. He can still be decent. Um, What the heck? We drafted him in 17. Yeah. But he's never, and it's not like his numbers were really ever good in Rochester. He struggled in Rochester. Mm hmm. I and I don't need Devin Levi to go down to Rochester and dominate. I really don't. Especially with the team that you have now, you your missing piece is a goaltender. And I'm not saying your missing piece for the Stanley Cup champion. Like I'm not saying hey, if you bring in um Ryan Miller, this team's going to win a cup next year. Right. But if you bring in a good competent goaltender, we're definitely a playoff team next year. Oh, oh, for sure. And I don't want to have another year where we waste another 40-goal season from Thompson, another 35, potentially 40-goal year from Tuck. We don't waste Middlestat another year, who's really come on, mm-hmm. especially over the last couple months. We don't waste, like, they've got too much talent on the – blue line and on the attack to to waste and part of me do you know how long our our contract with tuck is didn't we just re-sign him i because we got him we We got got him him from the jack eichel trade and we traded him to but i i feel like we re-signed him this year did we i could be wrong but i feel like we gave him a contract Um, i know we got we just re-signed thompson to a pretty and cousins, we re-signed cousins. Yeah, too. both are pretty team-friendly deals. Yeah, I mean, we have Dylan Cousins for a while. I want to say Tuck was part of that. I even think we re-signed Krebs, who I think Peyton Krebs is just scratching the surface. 
Yeah. I think he's maybe next year could be his Dylan Cousins year where he has a breakout, you know, 20 plus 30, maybe even a 30 goal score year. Yeah, that's fair. When are we? I'm trying to find like his. But next year, playoffs are bust for the Sabres? Probably. I think definitely. I think at that point, what are you building for? Right. When half the teams in your league make the playoffs, it shouldn't take you. What is their drought on? Is it 12 years, 13 years? 12. This year it's 12. A, you shouldn't have a 12-year drought right? when half your teams make the playoffs. And B, a rebuild in hockey should not take, counting the Eichel years, what is this, like seven years on a rebuild now? Eight years on a rebuild now? I mean, it should not take you this long just to make the playoffs. Alex Tuck makes $4 million. Yeah, how many more years does he have left, though? If it's four, then that's got to be his contract from Vegas. Maybe he's up in a year or two. Uh, he is technically a free agent in 2026. Okay, so after the 2026 season? But. So we've got him for a few more years then. But. So this is. Okay, so this is what it says. What I'm finding is when it was talking with the Vegas Golden Knights. So when we traded Jack Eichel to the Knights, does that mean we picked up Alex Tuck's contract? Yeah. Okay, so Alex Tuck signed a seven-year contract with the Knights for an annual salary of four four million. So if he's making that right now, he's if we picked up his contract when we created Jack Eichel, that was two years ago. Mm-hmm. So we still have him for another five. Yeah. So if he's technically done, at the if end he's of the a 20- free if he's a free agent at twenty twenty six, then we have him for three more years. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. he mu- he must have signed that seven year deal. He must have been probably like one or two years, yeah, two or three years into that deal, yeah, which is fantastic, and yeah. that's perfect, and that's what I mean. You've got a player like Tuck when his contract comes up, especially if he keeps going, he's going to be a he's gonna eight be million forced to reckon with. He's going to be a seven, eight million, nine million dollar player. You've got you've got players. Under good contracts that you can still build around. What about Darlene? Darlene's been with us. Did he just resign? He, um, because I feel like he's got one more year in his rookie deal. No way. We drafted Darlene so long ago. Yeah, but remember, he, he, did he come go to Rochester? He did not go to Rochester. Um, no. uh, per cap friendly, Darlene's current contract expires following the 2023 2024 season. So he's, yeah, so next year would be his. End of his rookie deal. Yeah. Or maybe they gave him a bridge deal or whatever, but... He signed a three-year, $18 million contract with the Sabres, including a $2 million signing bonus, $18 million guaranteed, and an ad- annual average salary of $6,000. Yeah, so that or was... $6 million, sorry. <laughs> so that was his bridge deal after his rookie deal. Yep, so if he's a free agent in 2024. Restricted free agent. He'd be agent. restricted. Yeah. So I at that point... Next year, they're they're either going to sign him to his seven eight year deal, or they're going to give him another maybe one or two year bridge deal. I, they're going to sign him to. I was going to say, there's no way they're going to let him go. No, they'll sign him long term. Yeah, and Kyle, Which, Kyle Posa, I think I, I hope he's gone. I like him. 
I think this year in particular, he's shown great value. I wouldn't. I as don't a know, captain or just like as a player, as everything, as everything. I think he's up. At, isn't his contract up after this year? I think so. Or maybe he's got one more. I'd like to see them give him three more years. Really? Yeah. How old is he? He's thirties, mid early thirties. I want to say like one two. Kyle Oposo. I would love to see him a finish his career. He's thirty four. Okay, give him three more years. I think he can. I that puts him at thirty seven. I think he's a great leader. He's by that time, by the time he retires, this team is old enough, which is the youngest team in hockey. But this team, by then, it's the team is old enough, and then it's time to turn the reins over to Tage Thompson, Alex Tuck, uh, Darlene, Sammy. Like those guys will all be, they'll all have playoff or better friggin' have playoff experience um, by that point. And it, then it's. There you go. It's your team. It's time to go. And Oposo at thirty-seven, you're you're probably close to retiring. Yeah, that makes sense. So I'd say I'd love to see Oposo finish his career out here. What about Skinner? I'd like to see Skinner stays too. Yeah, we just what, what, when did we resign him? We resigned. We gave him his big deal the year after we gave Eichel his big deal, or the year before. Um, we've got him for. A, Probably, no. I'm assuming his contract's going to run up uh, around the same time as Tuck's. Okay. 26, maybe, give or take a year. Yeah. Um, but he got his eight-year deal. Do you think Oposo should stay captain? Yeah. Yeah? At least for another year. At least for another year. The only one I could see maybe giving it to him and turning it over to it would be Thompson. Or even Tuck. Really? I'd see Darlene. He's not ready yet. No? He's not ready yet. He's an assistant captain. He's an assistant captain. But he's still, I think, at this point, it's it's either Thompson or Tuck's team. Hmm. Interesting. I want to I put it as Thompson. I would, I would put it as Tuck. I'd, Tuck's got more of the captain atmosphere or the captain because uh, if you watch if you watch the way like he he like is one of the last people off the ice every every time like the period ends like he hangs like he gets off the ice if he's on the bench like he gets off the bench onto the ice oh for sure and makes sure like everybody gets off first before he does yeah even, even like him and Oposo are the last two that walk in that's why I'd like to see Oposo stay for at least an, at, captain at least another year or two. Maybe next year you ride the Cole captains like they did with Jury and Breer. Maybe you go um, Tuck and Oposo for co-captains. But I was never a huge fan of that. No, I feel like there should be one captain. I agree. I don't. I don't like the whole idea of co-captains because then it's just two different mindsets going against each other, and like. You'll have people on the team who respect, like, who go with one captain versus the other. Yeah, You've got to, if you're going to do co-captains, it's got to be two personalities that work together. Two people that are on the same page. Two people that, like, get along and know it's for the betterment of the good. Which, those two might. But I agree. I'd rather see the one captain. Yeah. And, you know, this is a little, this is different. But, you know, with the whole... Like I was named, uh, I was named a captain. Again, I know this is 
This is a kickball league, but I st- I still take I we, a lot of people that I play with still take it very seriously because it's a lot of us like mentally like we're still we want to win and everything yeah. like that. So I was I was named co-captain. I was I was first off named assistant captain of this coming year because the guy who started our team like 15 years ago finally stopped. Like he he quit. He didn't quit. He retired. The end of an era. End of an era. So then he put... Now, did he retire and go into, like, the kickball commentary? No. Is he, like, a kickball commentary now? Nah, his, he got married last year, and then, you know, he just was, like... I think his wife influenced the, the, the quit, but... Like, kickball is a young man's game now. Hey, he played... He had he had CB. CP. Oh, okay. And he played for years with it. I was going to say CB. What is CP. <laughs> like, what is CB? You had a CB radio? Yeah, I, I had one of those. Um, But so he quit or retired, and then he named my one buddy captain. And when he came out, it's the fuzz. Um, When he came out with the announcement, a lot of people kind of yelled at him about making the person who he made captain captain because he because you're saying personality wise, like he's not the. He like he's a, he's a, one of my best friends, so I'm not trying to disrespect him. But he's just not the kind of person that like is really either committed or like he doesn't have that captain esque kind of mentality or persona because you need a persona to be a oh, captain for sure. Um, so after getting the backlash that he did, he put out that me and him, the other person, the person that he named, would be captains, like co captains, and. Realistically, I'm the captain. <laughs> like I'm registered as the captain. People and like everybody sees me as the person in charge because, like, I feel like if there's two captains, like I said, nobody would know who to necessarily like look to or listen to or like. Yeah, it it, it could get dicey. It could it could get dicey, and like you know. A captain's not somebody who should be like the like the leader in the sense of like people need to follow them, but they need to be people need to understand like who is like setting the the the, the standard. Yeah, for, well, for the team, I always feel like there's there's you have two types of captains. You have your you have your lead by example captain. Who's just going to go out there? He's going to prepare every game. He's going in practice. They're there, or you have your rah-rah captain. That's going to be the person that's going to get everybody fired up. That's going to be the person that's going to make sure that everybody's doing what they're told. That everybody. I don't want to say a micromanager, but they're they're just almost like a second coach out there. I feel like in in. Again, in high school sports, we usually pick, like, for our girls' team, we'll, we'll usually have two, maybe three captains. We try to keep it at two, but we usually go where one's more of, like, the rah-rah captain, one's more of, like, the lead-by-example, but they're always on the same page. But yeah. it's different, though, in high school sports, because even at practices, you know, listen, you're a captain, but you're not, you know, just don't, you want to make sure that your captain, too, doesn't kind of, step over their boundaries yeah, and, you know, start, you know, Hey, do this to be like, listen, okay, you're a captain. Just, you're not a coach. Relax yeah. a little bit. Yeah. It, and you know, 
it, that that's like the thing. It, it it does it does definitely help when you have like a a coach to like because if you because if you're playing like if you're in like a sport or something like say like you play in like in a men's league soccer like an adult yeah yeah like there's no coach there yeah like the captain is the captain and the coach at that point that's why with adult leagues I always found it funny while well, I'm the captain I'm like dude you just okay I guess like 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 I guess you don't really don't like in that sense the role of a captain is not like. It's more of like a, a well, it's I want to say it's a standard thing because the reason why people wanted me to be the quote unquote elite, like head person of this team that's how you should say it head person there you go not not captain but like the head person was because there's some fiery uh, personalities on our team that you know. It's a, it's a beer league kickball on a Monday night. If my, if there's a like, I'm competitive as the next person. But if I have somebody like in my outfield cursing out the ref, like, and they get kicked out where the rest of us can't play the game because we're down a person, yeah, like, I can get that person to shut up. Like, I like so like if anything like if you can get somebody who can like deal with the different types of personalities to get the game going and like just play as a team. I guess that's the role of like an adult ish yeah. role person at that point. You gotta be you gotta be okay to go up in somebody's face and be like, dude, shut up. Right. Like cause like it, it's it's just like a it's like a slap of reality kind yeah. of thing. Um and just like getting things down and there's, I mean, there's also, especially like in baseball or something, where you have to deal with like positions and lineups and stuff like that. Like, it's, I guess it's a paperwork thing because most people who are just doing this, they don't think about it until it happens. And like, well, somebody has to like know what the batting order is because people need to understand. Like, it just needs to know to get the yeah. flow of the game and like where people are playing and stuff like that. It just so it's like paperwork. And not only that, I mean, I'm sure you're. You'll be the one too that makes sure that everybody knows the schedules. I'm sure you'll yeah. be, you know, like send I've, a text or make sure, hey, dude, dues, you know, league fees are due this week. Yeah. We got to sign up by this month, yeah. whatever. I explain the rule. Like, <laughs> I, I jokingly, one of my friends, he's, I guess this ties 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 in with it. He is going to UB for his master's in a uh, law school, so he's at UB Law School right now, and. He's really into kickball too, so like he's really like competitive. So he's he read the entire league's like handbook, like for all the rules, so he understands every rule. So I was joking with him. I told him I was like, "You're my rule guy." And I was like, "If you come up to me and tell me that the other team can't do this because there's this rule in this handbook, I'm like, you're my rule guy. I'll take it." Like, <laughs> oh no, yeah. you'd be that guy. But like, excuse me. There's there's a uh, there's a dress code violation. You are not allowed to wear those kind of ankle braces because they give you like extra kind of support for kicking. Well, or if you look at Article Seven, Subsection Twenty Three, Paragraph Two, it clearly states that no headbands are allowed. Well, I mean, like I wouldn't if he told me what they're doing. Like, say they they're they're stacking their lineup in a way that like you know. Yeah, really like rips us apart. If he comes up to tell him he's like they can't do that because they need like a girl and they can't follow a girl like with another like something like that. Like then I would bring it up. But if he is like they like they're leading off from like first base, I'm like, yeah, I understand, but that's just how it is. Yeah, uh, I'm not I'm not the kind of guy that presses. Yeah, but like don't worry, we do that too. 
I was just like, well, if they're not calling it, why not? Why don't we just, yeah, you know, expose that as well? My my old the old quote unquote captain. He was like very. Uh, I remember we lost our playoff game. And he was just like ripping into like the other team, and he was just like, he was like into the ref. He was like, "We're supposed to have this amount of innings to play, and we did not." I was like, "No," dude. I was like, "Dude, shut!" No, I was like, "It was raining." I was like, "Shut up!" Like, let's just go. Like, that just makes you look bad. That makes everybody look bad on your team by proxy. It's just not a good look. But if if hear hear me out, if there's a ref that is really like really bad, like I might not be against the whole like cursing them out kind of thing. Because there's that's mm. there's been listen. I remember yeah I, I was playing I was playing at the uh, Salins indoor facility. I didn't, I might have said this, but like I was playing at the indoor facility at Salins, and they um. This one ref hated our team for some reason, and he would pull all of us off, like, individual. Like, whenever we'd come off to sub, he um he would come over and, like, make sure we had shin guards on. And he was like, I'm not letting you back in there because you don't have shin guards on. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, you don't have shin guards on. I'm like, yeah, I do. And he was like, no, you don't. So, like, I straight up, like, because I had long pants on because it was the winter. So I pull my pants up and I bang on my shin with my with my hand and he was just like and he was like oh i guess you got shin guards on i'm like yeah no shit i have shin guards on and like he's like getting like he's like excuse me and i was just like what are you doing like why do you got to be such an asshole <laughs> like there's sometimes that like especially in adult leagues you can talk to a ref like an adult yeah are you kidding me like well, you get referees all the time, no matter what, where it's whether it's high school, whether it's college, whether it's pros, whether it's just a bar league or adult league, whatever, that they want to they want to quote unquote throw their weight around or or throw have their power or like, dude, just like, we're pegging you. Yeah. Like, like just shut up. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, I'm gonna put have to put stop payment on your check. Yeah, I was like, I'm sorry that your simple job at McDonald's is not justifying enough for you. So you come here on Wednesdays to make adults feel bad about themselves. Yeah. Meanwhile, we pay you. So realistically, we're your boss. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, me and the referees. I've tried this year, I've tried to be more friendly or at least understanding to referees except for the my dude referee um, yeah i remember that i don't know screw that my dude um it's hard but yeah. but it's <laughs> when you just get bad call after bad call the thing that the thing that sets me off is if we'll get if if our team gets three either just blatantly bad calls or they just the other team didn't do any like they wrecked us and there was no call that's yeah. what sets me off yep. like alright you're going to call us for tripping you're going to call us for a minuscule this you're going to call us for quote unquote aggressive play or a, a hard challenge but then the next the very next minute their team just comes in and takes us down from behind or yep. or just drills us and there's no call that's what gets me livid and that's where I, I'll start yelling because whatever, if you'll get, you'll always get certain referees that are gonna let 
physical play happen. Mm-hmm. You're going to let get referees that are going to call every single thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. And sometimes go, you know, blatantly make calls up. If, if that happens yeah. for both teams, hey, that's just the type of referee you got to deal with. Both teams are dealing with it. Yeah. But if it's where your team is getting called like 15 penalties and the other team is getting nothing and just play, that's when I'm like, sir, you can't tell me that you're going to call that on us and not call, like I'll I, I'll get into a face of a So, all right. Not with, will, I have. With that being said, if you're on the receiving, at, so say, say, all right, we're on two different teams here. The ref is favoring my team versus yours. You're giving the ref, like, you're you're talking to the ref in a very aggressive, like, you're trying to plead your case. Our, like, or sorry, let me rephrase that. My side, I'm I'm giving the ref a hard time because they're screwing me while they're benefiting you. Are you the kind of coach that chimes in with the ref and is like, hey, like, you, you, like, try to side with the ref? Or do you come up to the other coach and say, listen, I understand, like, the ref is being very bad with these calls right now. Like, are you going to acknowledge that the ref is doing a poor job or are you going to side with the ref because he's helping you after the game or during the game? Well, whenever the case may be, like maybe like during the game, it's hard to go over to the other team, but like afterwards, there'll be times I've looked at other coaches like where I don't want to say necessarily that it's, that it's happened all game long, but if there's like a bad call that even if it benefited us, I'll kind of look at the other coach of like, Ooh, that was a terrible call. Like, or I'll just at the end of the game, like shaking hands of like, yeah, this, this guy was awful today. Like, I wouldn't necessarily say we benefit. Like, I wouldn't tell him like, yeah, you guys got screwed. We benefited from a call, but I I will say it. But like, yeah, this, this guy was terrible. Even if he benefited us. So even you- if, even if you were getting all the calls. Yeah. I would still be like, like, dude, this, yeah. So you would acknowledge that the ref is doing a poor job, oh, and not for sure. Even if we were benefiting. Oh my gosh! Because even I if we were can't benefiting, stand when we're talking to a ref, and all of a sudden the other team times in is like, "Hey, man, if that's how he's calling it, I'm like, dude, shut up! Like, yeah. you have no right to be in this conversation." And I was gonna say during games, I would never say anything to. Now, if it was. The only time I've ever said something like that, like if it was a blatant call, like if if your kid totally took out my kid and the referee made the right call and you just argue like, what are you talking about? That wasn't I'll, I'll I might look at you or I glance but like, dude, that was totally a terrible thing. Like right. that was totally your kid right. deserves your kid should get a red card. Yeah. Like I might chirp something like that. Yeah. If if you're saying it was a bad like, dude, what are you are you blind? Right. It was the, absolutely the right call. Mm hmm. But no, if it was if it was a bad call, if it if your kids were just getting screwed over left and right, I wouldn't be like, well, sorry, sucks to be you. Yeah. No. Oh my gosh, that's like the only time in this world that I ever feel justified to go over and sucker punch a person in the <laughs> face. I, I, and and you know, that's enough. Now, no, now if. If you were coaching, knowing that, I might make a comment like that just to get under your skin a little bit. So I might do it as in a, there's been times where I've known coaches on the other that I personally knew like away from the like away from the game like I they were friends of mine I might show them a flash or or give them the Jordan shrug but like just to kind of piss them off a little bit or you know but 
No, if I didn't know you, I would never just side with the referee or never shoot my mouth off. Well, like, here's the thing. I th- I see it because I'm not that kind of person. I have. I remember, like, sometimes, like, when you're dealing with a ref that's really, really bad and they're either benefiting me or they're going against, like, if most of the time, if they're, they never benefit me because most of, I'm with people who are very opinionated and make the refs hate us. So, but... If the times I can recognize, like, I will go up to the other team is like, listen, like, I understand, like, this ref is really bad. Like, they're calling really bad stuff. It's like, I'm not holding it against you. I'm holding it against the ref. But, like, if I was trying to plead my case, I've had so many people. They're like, listen, they're like, stop, do- like, stop trying to tell him how to do his job and stuff like that. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, are you, are you, are you, are you a moron? See, I'll always start the game. No matter if I if I know, and after you've coached long enough, you know what referees are going to be good and what referees right. are going to be terrible. You know the second you see them coming off on the field, like, oh, man, not this guy. Um, I'll always, no matter what, I'll always start off respectful. If a, Even if a referee's made the first three or four bad calls, like, sir, can you explain that to me? Sir, what, like, I'll I'll start off respectful. Even when I yell, I always yell, sir. I always call them sir. Um but I'll I I won't get hot. I'll reach that that certain point, and I sometimes I don't know what that breaking point is. But I'll reach that certain breaking point, and then it's listen. All you've you've lost any 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 time that I was giving you the benefit of the doubt. Any time I was I'll I'm no I'm taking the gloves are off. I'm gonna yell and I'm gonna make sure that everybody within a five-mile radius of this game knows how bad your calls are and why they're bad calls. Like, there's been times, <laughs> there was time, I don't know why, maybe I was just, I, I think I had, it was early on in the season, I think I had, I had just come from a coach's meeting or whatever, and uh, if they make bigger rule changes, they'll give you a new copy of the rules. Oh, okay. And I, for whatever reason, I tossed it in my med kit, and I knew it was in there. I grabbed the rule and I went and I looked like, sir, read this page. Like, this is blatantly what my girl did and you are calling and says that she can do and you are going again and calling her penalty. This is bull. I was like, and there's been a handful of times. Well, at the end of high school games, you get a chance to rate the officials. Oh, okay. So you can give the, and supposedly they say like the lower rated officials won't get sectional games. There's, I always rate, um, officials good or bad because if there's a good official i want to give them their credit too but there's been a couple of occasions where not after rating them i'll call the uh the the official uh the head official or the head of officiating and i'll personally on the phone be like listen this guy should not be officiating games this guy was horrible he didn't move at all during the game he was just blatantly making up calls for and again like even if he was "Quote unquote for us." Yeah. I also like, dude. This guy was. This guy needs to be off. I get it. You guys are shorthanded for officials. This this guy or girl should not be officiating any anything. Like you're trying to keep integrity for the game, but you know when you're talking about like rating or like stuff like that or like just being, <laughs> I I I like to. I'm not the kind of person to get into somebody's face. I like to do it in different ways. So, like, I pulled the um, the good old longest yard last year. Episode, see, um, or, like throw the football example. at the referee. So the referee 
that real the same referee, the shin guard referee, he started refereeing for like refing for my kickball games. So I knew for a fact, like instantly I told the ref, I told my team before the game started, I was like, listen, this ref is bad. He's good. Like if you piss him off, he will call against us. Like, so he, for some reason, instead of standing behind home plate to see everything, he stands behind the pitcher and calls foul balls when you kick it. You can't see the baselines from there. No, that's, that is like the worst. That's why you stand behind so you can see if it goes out of the base. No, he stands behind the pitcher and calls foul balls from there. So I was like, and and then the pitcher was a young, like a young kid, 18, that like you have to be 18 to play. He was a young kid and he was the kind of guy who would chirp with the ref towards us when we were trying to make a, make a, a claim. Oh, so he'd be like if the if it was he'd be give the call, but like, yep, yeah, good so, call, sir, good yep. call. So I was like, I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna drill this kid, and and the ref. So the guy he pitches it to me. I hit a straight because most of the time, most people like you know you play kickball, you kick it with your toe or something. The 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 few people that know how to kick a uh, kick a ball kick the ball differently. So usually I kick it with like the outside and like I curl it and stuff like this. Oh, I hit a straight knuckle. Like top of my foot, right at him, and the kid ducked. But because you know the ref stands so close behind the ref, the boom, <laughs> like oh yeah. And I love that. It, I'm sure it made that. And he sound ca- from the the red kickball. And he called me out. How did he call you out? Because I hit him. Even though I'm like, why are you standing there? Like you're like. But wait, if you hit a referee, you get out. In that case, I did. Did you have your rule guy? This was before the whole rule thing. Like, oh, see, see, I would have walked over. I would have been like, "Sir, explain why I'm out. Yeah. Like, I'm not leaving right now until you explain and you show me in the rules." Oh, he would have disqualified my team again. Under what grounds? Yeah, I would have. See, I would have been that guy where I would have gone on, on something that ridiculous. I would have gone all in. I would have been like, "Sir, can you explain?" Why I'm out? Can I? Well, I'm going to disqualify. Sir, give me one reason why you're going to disqualify me. Yeah. Like I would have gone. I would have just sat there. I wouldn't have yelled. I wouldn't have. But I would have just tell me. Like yeah. show me in the rule book why. Show me because if not target I'll- targeting. This isn't football. I can't target people. Yeah, but like sir, I the ball was pitched to me. I kicked the ball. You were in play while the ball was uh, kicked. You're in the way. If anything, why aren't you? There for dis- uh, for an obstruction. Yeah. Why are you standing there? Because if I can, <laughs> I'll go to the per- I'll go to the person who's in charge of uh, refereeing, yeah. and I will ask why is this official standing behind the plate? Why is he in play? No other officials do that. He's got to work. Like I would rip this guy verbally forever. Yeah. The the kid the kid who was pitching though like he like he took notice. That I I purposely targeted him. Good, he took he took notice. The ref was just a secondary part. I would no. I would I love especially when I when I know for a fact I'm. I mean, there's always calls where you instantly look and you're like, just because it's called against him, like, hey, what that? You know, you you instantly get that yeah. that that reaction. But when I know I'm after I've had a chance to process it and I know for a fact I'm a hundred percent right, I will not let it go. 
Like, I will make sure that that referee or that person or whatever knows that I'm right, knows that they're wrong. And sometimes they'll give me the, the, if they give me the honest, like, yeah, you know, I made a mistake. Sorry. Yeah, I didn't see it. You're right. Yeah. That's so. Then I'll back off, which is rare. I was going to say, which is rare, rare, which is rare. But if they give the opposite, where if they like dig into their stand, there's been times I've had to be early on in my career. There's been times where I've had to just. It's like the goalie. It's like as soon as like the fight starts out in hockey, flap the gloves down. (laughs) If I was if I was fighting in hockey and there was like a ref that was annoying me during the game, I purposely push the dude into the ref. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's been times where, you know, sometimes, especially in soccer, where you're, you know, you're looking at the ball, you're waiting for a through ball so that you can turn on it and go. There's been times where I will line up, like, knowing in the back of my mind that the ref is, like, two yards away from me, two yards. Like, I'll get in position so that I will turn and purposely run into him and hit him so that where it's good enough where I can say, oops, sorry, didn't see you there. My bad. As I'm running with, like, my hands up, like, ready to turn, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> turn around, <gasps> bang! Sorry, like, dude. Sorry, that's sorry. just how I turn. Sorry, that's how I get ready for a through ball. <laughs> sometimes, man. Sometimes, or like you said, you throw the obligatory shot right towards the referee. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, all right. Let's get into our hot seat question. Um, figure we can go back to our little trivia question. I've you, got you're pulling these. You're pulling these today because last time I did three. I was gonna say I got one one hot seat trivia for you. Let's see. How many do we want to do? Let's uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. All right. I think you can get this. Let's go back. The can you name the last uh, ten NFL MVP winners? I feel uh, like you can get these last ten. So I'm just gonna start from like present and go back. Okay. Uh, the last last one was... And then I got a question after this, because this is ridiculous, but go ahead. Last year was... Uh, was it Jalen Hurts? You are over one. Patrick Mahomes? Patrick Mahomes was 2023. Okay. okay. Um, the two before that was Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, 21 and 20. So that's three. So we're at 2019. 2019 was... 2018 was Lamar Jackson. Nope. 2019 was Lamar Jackson. Yep. So I'll give you 2019. Okay. Lamar Jackson. Before that, was it Aaron Rodgers again? No. It was your other buddy. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes in 2018. So Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes. Mm Mm-hmm. I just need five more. Uh, So what? We're at 2017. We're at 2017. Matt Ryan? No, he was 2016. Dang. I'm I'll give you like, that. I'm like, I'm one ahead of it. So. 2017 uh, was. Wait, what was the Super Bowl that year? What was the Super Bowl that year? Yeah, 2017. Was that. What was the Super Bowl that year? Was that. Brady versus. Philadelphia? It was. Okay. Um, and you said the winner, Philadelphia. 
Well, no, no, no. Sorry. Well, they did win the Super Bowl that year. Yeah. Brady. Brady won 2017 MVP. Okay. So right now you got Mahomes for 23. Yep. Rodgers for 21. Rodgers for 20. Lamar Jackson for 19. Mahomes for 18. Tom Brady for 17. Matt, Matt Ryan. Ryan for 16. So you need... Um, 2015 was uh, Cam Newton. Cameron Newton. 2014 was... Man, this is going back now. This uh, was it. Uh, He's already won it twice on this list. Aaron Rodgers again. Aaron Rodgers. Wow. Um, 2013 was. This will be the last one. Can you get it? <sighs> All right. Let me think about this. Um, we're at 2013. 2013. 2013. Where was I? 2013. Was it Russell Wilson? Nope. I don't think Russell Wilson ever won it. Okay. Well, because I'm trying to think, 2013 Super Bowl, wasn't that the, that was the Seahawks versus the Broncos? I believe you're right. And it wasn't Peyton Manning. Was it? Peyton Manning. I thought Peyton Manning would have won it for the, oh wait, no, because the Super Bowl 50, when Peyton Manning won the Super Bowl, Cam Newton was on like that 13-1 game, like they had a 13-1 season. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so. So those are, so you you got the 10. Now, 2012 would have been the last year that a non quarterback won the MVP. Can you name the last non-quarterback to win the NFL MVP? Was it Luke Keekley? Was not. Because he was still playing then. Yeah. I don't know when the hell. I, I've got to see when. Offense or defense? It's an offensive player. Offense. Not a quarterback, though. Non-quarterback. Ooh. Julio Jones? No. Okay. Uh... Trying to think of um, good, decent 2012, sorry. 2012. Huh. 2012, not a quarterback, not defensive player, so it's an offensive player. Get the switch. Get the switch. Little punishment for the kids. Uh, was it, oh, uh, was punishment for the kids. Cost them a year in the league. Was it was it Ray Lewis? No, no, no not Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis was defense. Um, uh, 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 Rice, right? No, no, not beating women. Oh, uh, beating kids. That's right. <laughs> not beating kids, punishing them. Domestic abuse of children. Oh, what was his name? Running back, Minnesota Vikings. Oh, um, um. Why am I blank? And um, uh, what the? Why am I blanking on his name? <laughs> Is it Anderson? Nope. AP. What the? AP. Not Nathan Peterman. Peterson. Adrian yeah. Peterson. There, there you there. go. Adrian I know, Peterson. So here's the thing. I I saw his bald head in my <laughs> in like. I saw his face. I just could not remember the name. 
He was the last. That's insane. So since 2012. Two, since 2004. I've got up to 2004 right now just showing. Since 2004, it's been all quarterbacks except 2005 was Sean Alexander, running back for the uh, Seahawks. Uh, LT, LaDainian Tomlinson, won it in 2006. And Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson so in 2012. It's, e- it's either. It's pretty much a quarterback, quarterback award. Well, right. But it's um, if it's not, it's halfback, which is surprising. Wow. I'm looking now through. I. It looks like the last. Jesus Christ. The last defensive player, at least from the list that I've got, the last defensive player that won it was Lawrence Taylor in 1986. That makes sense. It's, wow. Yeah, that's crazy. All right. I didn't realize Thurman Thomas won it in 91. Yeah, you didn't know that? I didn't realize yeah. that. No. Yeah, Thurman Thomas, my man. Wow, that is, wow. The last defensive player. All right, so what was that? Was that one and two or just? Uh, we'll go like one and We'll we'll see. If we run out of gas, maybe that's one and two. All right. I got one now. All right. What's up? We're going to do the last. I only do. Okay. We'll do the last. One, two, three, four. Ten. Okay. We'll do ten. The last. So the, the, the past ten Heisman winners. Oh, man. Uh, did Bryce Young win it this year? He won it uh, twenty twenty one. Okay. Um, so he's the second earliest. Oh, uh, Devonta Smith. He won that in twenty twenty. Okay. So, so there's one that won it in twenty twenty two. Who won this past year? Caleb Williams. He was a US, USC. I was going to say, I have okay. no idea who So, is. Caleb Williams, then Bryce Young, then Devontae Smith. All right. So, 2019. Um, it would have been too early for Baker, but I know Baker's in there at some point. Mm-hmm. Baker, I want to say, would be, what, like 2016? 2017. 2017. Um, this guy has made it to a Super Bowl already. In a couple AFC championship games. Uh, Burrow? Mm-hmm. That's right. So Burrow would have been 2019. Mm-hmm. So 2018, who came out before Burrow? So that would have been... He's a controversial player now that people don't think he'd be. he should be paid a lot of money. And the team already paid him a lot of money. Oh, Lamar Jackson? Mm-mm. The team already paid him a lot of money. Bad team. Bad team. Had a really bad season this year. Because he got hurt. Quarterback? Mm-hmm. I'll say Heisman's another thing where it usually goes to a quarterback. Correct. Quarterback that got hurt. Well, it wouldn't be Deshaun Watson. Mm-mm. He didn't Small get... guy. Small quarterback. He didn't get hurt the entire season, but he got hurt. He's still their starter? It's up for debate. Wentz? No. Mm-mm. Wentz would have been. Small guy. Small quarterback. Russell Wilson, but that's way... No. 
That's like not Russell his. Wilson. Has a very has a play that is a pun on his name, like a play off of his name. Oh, Kyler Murray? Yeah. Oh, I should have known that. Yeah. Okay. So Kyler Murray, and then you said Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. Um, who would have got it before Mayfield? That would have been... He's um, won MVP. He's won an MVP? Mm-hmm. Recently? Past five years. You've already said this. I name. was going to say, we just did... Um, wouldn't be Mahomes. Mahomes didn't win it. Mm-mm. Another running quarterback. Not Carson Wentz. Mm-mm. No. Running quarterback won the MVP. We just went over MVPs. I should know this. This is 2015, 2016. 2016. Not Jalen Hurts. Not the. Uh, trying to think of quarterbacks. His fresh his his rookie year was a very dominant year for him. I have no idea. Lamar Jackson. Jackson would have came out the same year as Mayfield, though. Yes, but Lamar Jackson won it in 2016 as a sophomore. Okay. And then Baker Mayfield won it as a senior the year after. He was nominated. Is Okay. All right. Okay. So then after Lamar Jackson, we got two more. And only one of these is a quarterback. This one's not a quarterback. The next one is not a quarterback. Offensive player? Yes. So it's got to be either wide receiver or t- or uh, running back. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think of any good running backs that have came out. There's a couple. Was it? Wasn't Zeke? Was nope. it? No. Was it a run? Is it a running back? Mm-hmm. When it came out, 2015. I'm going to struggle with this one. Very dominant running back, but probably is not in it for the long haul. He's his career is probably already kind of plateaued. Derrick Henry, yes. Okay, and then the last one, he is he is not on the team that he was drafted, and he's probably like a mid tier quarterback now. Derrick Carr. Mm-mm. It wouldn't be Jimmy G. Nope. Um, mid-tier quarterback. He just got, he's, he, I think he just got traded this past offseason to a new team who's struggling to find a quarterback in the NFC. Is it Wentz? Nope. I was going to say, he got traded again. He was good. Let's just say he he was good in the beginning, and then he got hurt, and then he was never really the same. But he used to run and throw. 
he was in, so he got drafted by an AFC team, and then you got yes, to- yeah. Originally, he was originally drafted by an AFC team. Tim Tebow, no, no. <laughs> um, his name and last, his first and last name both start with the same letter. I've got no clue. I've got nothing. Marcus Mariota. He won the Heisman? Mm-hmm. Holy crap. In 2014, won the Heisman. Actually, yeah, he did have a decent year or two with the Titans. I was going to say, he was good. Then he got hurt, and then he really wasn't the same after yeah. that. So, yeah. So, out of that, we only had one wide receiver and one running back. That's what I mean. Do you think it's... Yeah, it's... It's terrible that I think, like, these Heismans and the MVP, just call it the best quarterback award. Like, let's be honest. If there are no, I think it's unfortunate that, like... Or just get it to start getting into offensive MVP and defensive MVP. Because, again, the last defensive player... When's the last defensive player to win a Heisman? Never. I was going to say, has there ever been a defensive player that's won a Heisman? No. The only one that's not been a running back or a quarterback... I consider a fullback kind of the same thing. Yeah. The only one that hasn't done it or a wide receiver is one tight end, and it was 1936. Other than that, it's been running backs, quarterbacks, and then like one wide receiver. That's what I mean. It's it, it's not two wide wide receivers. It's I just I hate those awards because Couple it's not. You're oh not wait wait looking. wait! I was wrong. I was wrong. I just found one. One, one. Defensive player and was a, a cornerback, won it in 1997. Charles Woodson. Oh, okay. Was the one defensive player to win it in 1997. Yeah. Again, cool. same thing in the 1986, the last MVP, NFL MVP, Lawrence Taylor. Yeah, Just, like it's unfortunate because there's a lot of, but I think the reason why they win it, they win it so much. They get the stats, they get the publicity, yeah. mm-hmm. they get the game winning drive. Yeah. Nobody ever remembers the linebacker who stopped the game-winning drive, yeah. but they just remember the quarterback who threw it to the receiver who caught the game-winning pass, yep. or the running back who broke off the 20-yard run for the touchdown in the game-winning drive. Yeah. Um, so start just making it an NFL defensive MVP and offensive MVP. I know, right? I mean, I know they have this defensive player of the year, offensive player of the year, yada, yada, but just... Yeah, just save the save us all the effort. Yeah. All right. Question number three. Um, I actually had a good one, and I can't think of. Uh, Is it trophy related? No, I had one, and I I just lost it. But uh, all right, with Easter coming up this Sunday, favorite like if you. You're at an Easter dinner, eat your table. These three foods have to be on the plate. I don't know what's at an Easter dinner. Well, number one has got to be ham. Well, yeah. I only know it's ham, and I love ham. I love ham. But other than that, I guess like... In fact, I'm trying to cook my first ham this year. Really? Like I got the, the ham. I'm going to glaze it up or whatever. So it could either go really good or it could be like... You could eat ham raw. You could. You could. But, but um, I guess like ham, mashed potatoes, and I don't know. There's no like staple really. at the Keogh family. I don't. I don't like Easter that much because there's not 
like not it is kind of an underrated holiday it, it's an underrated holiday and, and when i say it i'm not saying it although a, you do get 2 weeks off of school so well now it's like a week 2 weeks <laughs> i remember when it used to be 2 weeks yep. no yep but no, it was a. I I I don't mean this in a blasphemous way. It's not the reasoning behind Easter, but I just don't like Easter. Like the chocolate. The... I, that's right. I just want to know where the bunny comes in. Where's the, what? Where, why is there an Easter bunny? Like like why? Well, because be... we're, we're we're celebrating the resurrection, the the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Yeah, you know what? Why don't we uh, have a bunny deliver some eggs? Eggs, even though rabbits don't lay eggs. <laughs> <laughs> because I know, I know the reasoning behind it was because like they're talking about like like the rebirth and like you know everything like that. It's like okay, that's so great. Then shouldn't be an Easter uh, phoenix. And I was just like, why a bunny though? Because well, that's what I mean. Don't. Rebirth, like phoenix rising from the dead. Shouldn't it be an Easter phoenix? I don't know. I'm gonna look up when the Easter Bunny became a thing. <laughs> that's one thing, Peter Cottontail. That that just that always Santa Claus. You could always say, all right, both of them are definitely commercial and they're trying to, you know, make money off it. Santa Claus, you can at least was it with the you know the giving spirit, you know, the time of the year. This, <laughs> but the Easter Bunny just it it's the it's the lamest and it's just the ill most illogical. Okay. Of all the mythical creatures, I guess. It said, according to some sources, the Easter Bunny first arrived in America in the 1700s with German immigrants who would settle in Pennsylvania and transported their tradition of an egg-laying hare called an oyster hare or an ostrich hare or ostrahaz. Their children made nests in which these creatures could lay its colored eggs. But also, let's just take a look at So this. it should be an Easter ostrich? Let's take... I don't know. But look <laughs> at that picture. Look at the kids. They're crying. <laughs> that picture looks like... If a, I was sitting next to that thing, I'd be crying too. That pic, that, that picture looks like an uncle that's way too friendly with people. <laughs> and then look at that one. That bunny is evil. <laughs> it looks like a demon. That bunny should... They should... That looks like the bunny that uh, that's like Freddy Krueger's bunny. These are oh, I'm dying. That's what I mean. The Easter bunny, even as a kid, the Easter bunny always like scared the hell out of me. You know how when you they'd have uh, you'd go to malls and they'd have the Easter bunny where you can get your picture with the Easter bunny. That yep. always scared the bejesus out of me. Oh my gosh, look at that one. Yeah. No. That's just a straighted painted face. No. Like this one. This one. Like look at the kid's face. No. Yeah, like Easter, no. like I don't know. The Easter Bunny is rough. Anyways, what is a uh, what is your f- favorite staple of ham for sure? Okay. Um, I want to say sweet potatoes, but I feel like that's more of a Christmas thing. Eh, um, it could be, but I'm going to throw sweet potatoes on there because I I really enjoy sweet potatoes. So I'm going to say ham, sweet potatoes, and. Uh, I don't know. I guess I'll go with uh I really don't know. Ham, sweet potatoes. I'll go with the mashed potatoes as well. Even though it's more of a Thanksgiving, but I'll go with the mashed potatoes as well. Um but yeah, definitely ham. Now, when you have the ham, like my mom and and I'm going to do this. Well, 
Vicky hates pineapple, borderline allergic to pineapple. Oh, like put it on. Yeah, so I would always, my mom would, she'd have the rings of ham, like just kind of uh, toothpicked on the outside, and then in the middle of each ring of ham or ring of pineapple would be a maraschino cherry. Okay, yeah. Oh, my God. Especially as a kid, forget going after the ham. I always went after first. I went after that pineapple, those pineapple rings and those maraschino cherries. Like from in my family, those were gold. Like if you, like those were just, and my mom would try to like rat, like make sure you know everybody got one at least one, or like my brother had to get some. No, I'd be the one that I would like pick some of them off. I'd be like, like Lawrence, didn't you have like three already? No, like in your mind you're thinking like I had ten. Yeah, I was like I'm not hungry for ham anymore. <laughs> but I love those. All right, question, what are we on, four? Question four. Um, all right, question four. Favorite, uh, favorite. Uh, what do you want to call it? Um, what would you say, like, Freddy Krueger is? Like, ha- uh, Halloween villain? Um, like, horror villain. Horror villain. Or, or are, we talking about, are we talking, like, horror or slasher? Because I consider Freddy Krueger part slasher. You can you can combine them both horror slasher whatever you want. Like so, who's my favorite like, villain? Yeah, or uh, I don't know, villains. Or villains like, not the right word. Deity or whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm using Freddy Krueger. Okay. I did. I watched. I don't know if you've watched the Netflix, uh, the behind the scene or the uh, the movies that made us or whatever, where they go like how this movie got made. If you haven't, oh, it's yeah, pretty yeah, cool. Yeah. They have one in there with Freddy Krueger that I just watched the other day. Or rewatched, um, but no, Freddy Krueger. I think was just it's not it's it's just even the whole premise, like going to sleep and being murdered in your dreams. Yeah, like Which then gets to the point where like so you can die in your dreams. Yeah, and then you die in real life. Yeah, it's just I thought it was maybe because it was I I, I don't know I just. And that glove that he had on, the razor sharp, like knife glove. Yep. Just the fact that he looked like he was burnt to a crisp. He was. Yeah. I mean, it's just the whole backstory to it. It just Freddy Krueger. Wasn't he like a child pedophile? And then they burned him down. I forget what the actual was. It child pedophile, or I thought it was. Wasn't he just like a. Uh, like a school janitor or something, and got in like a, a boiler fire. No, so what I heard, if 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 I'm remember this correctly, from Nightmare on Elm Street, I haven't seen the movies in years. Like I thought he would like because they burned him down in a warehouse, and like the parents did, and like it was because either like he was like luring children there. I think they said because they were he was luring children there. I don't know what he was doing, but you know stuff like that. And then they burnt the place down with him in it. Maybe. I don't know. Um, exactly. Um, but for, like, my favorite. I don't know. I would have to say. Does the xenomorph count from Aliens? I guess he, well, the xenomorph, what the heck is the, the xenomorph? alien from Alien? Oh, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, because that movie was basically, well, was it one alien that yes. that movie was based upon, or was it a whole bunch of aliens? It's like, a species, but there's only one alien in the movie. Yeah, I would say that that counts. Or Predator. Predator was a species, though. Anyways, did you find anything about? It just says that he was uh, he was a uh, uh, spirit of a child killer who had been burned to death by his victim's parents after evading prison. Child killer. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. One thing, last thing about Freddy Krueger. Did you know that Wes Craven, who created Freddy Krueger, named the character after a childhood bully? Of his, so Freddy Krueger is actually like, like a real person, a real like a real name of a real person. That was like his childhood bully, who would like apparently cause him like like beat the crap out of him or just Jeez. bully the hell out of him as a kid. So he got back to him by naming him naming his, you know, quote unquote one of the arguably villains of all time, Freddy Krueger. That's rough, but yeah, with the alien going back to the alien thing, I could you can yeah, consider that. I can I'd, I'd say that it's a it's a because it, it is thing. a villain and it's yeah. You know, it's 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 messed up. Yeah, it's very messed up. So yeah, I guess I'd go with the xenomorph from Alien. I did not know that that was that's what it was called, the xenomorph. Okay. Yeah, All right. Question five. What do we got? Uh, I feel like I had a good one too, but my mind's not as good as it used <laughs> to be. Um. All right, question five, question five. All right, just to wrap it up, we did uh, villains, so favorite superhero? Batman. Is he a superhero, though? Yes. He doesn't have superpowers other than being super rich. He does. He, has, he doesn't have superpowers, but he has, he's skilled. He's a, he's a skilled detective. He knows karate and martial arts because you learned that from Rachel Ghoul. I don't know. I always wondered if he's a superhero. My girlfriend said the first thing she ever knew about me was I like Batman. Did you say, I am Batman? Apparently on our first date I told her I liked Batman. <laughs> <laughs> like I could just see, that. like, hi, my name's Matt. I'm, uh, you know, going to school for phys ed, and I like Batman. I, didn't, I, I think the conversation went, hi, my name is Matt. I'm Batman. And she was like, what do you like? And I was like, I, was like, I love Batman. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest was history. But so, I'll, yes, Batman is a superhero. He's just a rich guy who's trying to avenge his parents. Well, what are you going to say, Superman? No, Superman was lame. Awkward. I never, I never liked Superman. For the fact that just because he took off his glasses and put on like people, a cape, yeah, people, people didn't like, know. Like, oh my god! That would be like me, be like, "Hey, Larry, how's it going? Where'd Larry go?" Yeah. <laughs> like, granted, that was created in a universe where there's this dude that was invincible. That is true, but I could see you. You're probably one of those weird Aquaman people. No, yeah, you're Aquaman like, wasn't a. They're like Aquaman's great. Aquaman if, was a fish that could talk. But according to Family Guy, he can only help people if in the water. In water. Yep. <laughs> uh, no, I'm gonna go Wolverine. He's not a superhero. He's a mutant. Listen, if Batman's a superhero, he's not even a for superhero, me. he's an 
he's an he has a superpower. He can a, make claws and stuff come out of his. He's an anti-hero. He's a superhero. He fights for good. He used to be on the bad side. I know, whatever. But he's a he changed his ways. I don't consider that a superhero. He's a superhero. No. If Batman's a superhero who has no superpower that any just because he learned karate, so any guy that comes out of Master Chong's is a superhero now because they know karate. And Batman is extremely rich where he can buy a whole bunch of gadgets and have like uh who's the guy that makes all these gadgets Alfred? for Alfred? No, not Alfred. no Alfred's the uh, butler. Lucius. Lucius who makes all his gadgets for him. Um if that makes him a superhero because he fights crime, then Wolverine is a superhero. Batman would in a, would win in a fight versus Wolverine. No, yeah. he would not. Yeah, he would. Wolverine would open him up like the tin can superhero he is and like just nope. destroy him. If Batman can't get defeated from a gigantic seven-foot crocodile... Doesn't, doesn't Wolverine have like uh, like healing powers? Yeah, he has regenerative. That's what I mean. Or regenerative. How are you going to beat that? Batman was able to beat Superman. He cheated. With what? He cheated. He, he, How? He pulled some Bill Belichick stuff and cheated during that. Actually, I did not see that movie. I'm not a big like superhero I watched, movie. I watched the director's cut. That was like three hours long. Ooh. <laughs> so Batman actually won in that movie? I mean... In the movie, in the actual fight, like, Batman was really laying it to to Superman to the point where Lois Lane, like, the one, the part that I remember is, like, Batman had, like, this, like, he he recognized that Kryptonite was Superman's weakness. And so he was, cheated. It's not, a, it's, it's not a cheating. He if, cheated. If, anyways, so he, he developed a suit. And basically, he got Batman. He got Superman on the ground and was wailing on him. And at this point, Superman was getting delirious and was like just saying like his mom's name, which was Martha. And Batman was like, "Why are you saying that name?" And then Lois had to be like on top of Superman to prevent Batman from punching this dude's head in. He was like, "That's his mother's name." And then they're like best friends after that. <laughs> it's so stupid. That is terrible. But moral wise, I think Superman is our Batman is a way better superhero than Wolverine is because Wolverine will kill anything, and Batman rarely. Wolverine's just the loner. Wolverine's like the dude. Leave me alone. All right, so fine. Is, I'll save your cat. So yeah, but he'll he'll like fuck. He'll, he'll like he'll fight. I don't know. Ten people and slice their neck open to get to that cat. Well, Batman will knock you out, but he won't kill you. Listen, you say tomato, I say tomato. <laughs> as long as it gets the job done. So senseless murdering is okay <laughs> if he does something good? Yeah. Superman I mean, is, and results. Superman is... is Plus, is, if you're killing bad guys, well, they're bad guys. Who says they're bad guys? <laughs> if they're preventing you from helping a, kid in the, a cat in the tree. They're just in the way. The well, gardener just happened to be there. Well, get out of the way. <laughs> There's no justifying this. Out of the way, civilian. No, this is just Wolverine. 
blood everywhere. It's like, here's your cat, girl, and then finds out he accidentally killed her in the, in the slashing. He'd give them fair warning. Like, I'm giving you to the count of five. When has he ever given them fair warning? The good people he does. Listen, again, I've. The good people that he I haven't kills? Even, I haven't even seen the Wolverine movie because I know they've made like, what, 20 of them? <laughs> Jeez <laughs> Louise. All right. All right, on that uh, note, wow, this is a long episode today. All right, on that note, we're going to wrap things up. Um, We'll be back next week. Hopefully the Sabres will still be in the playoff hunt. Maybe, who knows, hopefully I might grow some hair. You never know. But um, if not, it's once the Sabres are done, it's just the NFL draft. That's about it. Golf. Uh, golf. I'm not a golfer. All right. Make sure you guys follow us on uh, Instagram, on Facebook, at Stories from the Sidelines. Check out our YouTube page. And, again, if you want to come on and be a guest and save us from talking about superheroes or if, you wanna, if you're a Wolverine fan and can defend me <laughs> or help me defend Wolverine Look being a picture. better superhero that than Batman. That picture is Wolverine, and he's instantly ready to kill somebody. <laughs> That's right, because in that picture, he's got no food on his plate. Make sure you guys send us a direct message, and we'll see you next week for another episode as Matt walks away as another episode from story of stories from the sidelines go sabers <laughs>